Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Hello, welcome everyone. Here we are again. So it's time for us to take a look at another promise that God has for us. And today we are going to be in the New Testament book of Hebrews, Hebrews um, chapter four. Um, When I read uh, from a certain translation, um, like today I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, I'll make a note of that in the show notes. I'll try to add that down there so you know which translation and which verses and you have it to look up later in case you need that. And uh, I'll also probably try to put any other uh, helpful information in the, in the show notes as well. So, okay, so here is what it says. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Okay, so this is like a really big deal. Um, This is a massive big deal. Um, This is one of my earlier podcast episodes, so I kind of want to set the tone right away. Like if I were British, I would say, let's set the tone straight away. I don't know, I like that phrase, straight away. This passage is really key. It's really important. It's showing us exactly who God is, but it's also showing us um, exactly why we need to know who we are. And also we need to know who we're not. It's really important to know who you're not if you're, if you're going to stand on and bank on and appropriate and live under the blessing of God's promises. So the words that we just read right here, they're going to be a great aid to us as we kind of embark on a quest to really, truly, fully live in the blessing of God's promises. Uh, you know, the what we all want as Christians, and the whole point of, of the Burt Not Ernie show is that we would be able to live receiving all that he has for us, like right now. It's really easy to kind of sometimes live in the future and not even know that we're living in the future. We sometimes think that um, we we almost comfort ourselves or placate ourselves by, in the back of our mind, it might just be rolling around there that we really do believe that God's promises are true and that they're true for us, but they're just true for later on, not for right now, for later on. So I kind of want to debunk that that um, mentality. And it, like I said, it may not even be something you think of consciously, but it still could be impacting your level of belief. Um, and we know how important belief is because of everything that Jesus said about belief and individuals' faith when he interacted with them. Um, in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So we want our faith to be living and active and real and engaged. Um, And we want to know that it's for the right now. And that's kind of the point of today's podcast. And really for all of the promises of God that we're going to talk about on the Burt Not Ernie show, we need to get this 
for right now, not for down the road for right now, because this is for right now. He is our high priest. He has entered heaven. He is there right now. Uh, We are right now to hold firmly to what we believe. Right now, he understands our weaknesses. He's already faced all the same testings that we face on a daily basis, but he didn't sin. So he's the perfect, the perfect advocate for us. Uh, So right now is the time when we want to hold firmly to what we believe, because right now is the time that we need God's promises to prove true in our life. I I know I'm going to need God's promises to play out for me in the later times, in the future, in the tomorrows that come. But right now is really all I've got. It's all I'm guaranteed. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. So right now is when I need God's promises to prove true for me. Okay, so these verses are not for later on. I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's a really important point. They're they're not for down the road. They're yours, and they're yours today for your right now. Okay, so we've got somebody big time in our corner. And when I say big time, I um I think of it like a capital B, capital T. So I, I may say that now and then. Big time, capital B, capital T. He's in our corner, and he's big time. He is big time. We are absolutely never stuck living our lives like the Lone Ranger. We're not on our own. This is like for real help. This isn't just some theological discussion. Uh, this isn't just book knowledge. This isn't just for discussion in your in your Wednesday night small group or for you to take notes Sunday morning during the service. This is for right now in your real life, whatever's going on for you. We're, we're not Lone Rangers. We're not on our own. If we understand that the help that God gives us, if we understand that Jesus is our help, that the Holy Spirit is our help right now, that is what makes a real difference and has a real impact. That's where stuff gets done. Circumstances get changed. Uh, Blessings and favor can start to flow into our lives. And who doesn't want that? That's the whole point, right? That's the ideal definition of big time, capital B, capital T, a big time to me is having God's blessings and favor flow into my life right now. Stuff getting done right now, like the, the important stuff for real stuff, circumstances and people and relationships being changed and impacted the way that God wants them changed and impacted. That's the perfect definition of big time. That's what Jesus offers us in this passage from Hebrews. So um, but the problem sometimes is it's like our, our nature, like human nature. We don't realize that sometimes we're like striving and pulling and pushing and straining. Like I do this frequently and in all sorts of areas of my life. I start out like in this place of, of grace and I'm doing something because I know the Lord has called me to do it and not for any other reason. I'm totally content to let his power work in and through me in this situation. And then one day it's like I get to the end of my rope and suddenly I realize, hey, I have been, I have been doing a lot of pushing and pulling and striving and straining and trying to work this issue that started out over here totally as something that the Lord was doing, that he was equipping and empowering me to do. He was doing it through me. And I gradually became so um, immersed in it that I started carrying the load and doing the work. And then boom, I'll get to the end of my rope. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure I'm not the only one that experiences that. But but it's a startling wake up call when I get to the end of my rope. And then that's when I tend to remember, oh, yeah, I was never supposed to be doing this on my own. Well, that's like the hallmark of all of 
our Christian life. None of us is supposed to do it on our own. Not one single aspect of it is to be done on our own. We need to have those, oh yeah, moments on the regular when we remember, yep, I need to let the Lord do this through me. I'm at the end of my rope and that's a good place to be because now I'm just going to give over and give over and give over to Jesus. So hopefully my prayer is that the Bert Not Ernie show will be a help to you so that you can bear that truth in mind more often than not. More often than not, if tomorrow you remember that Jesus wants to do the work through you and that you're not a lone ranger, if you remember that a little more tomorrow than you did yesterday, that would just be fantastic. That would be awesome. There's a lot of freedom there. Baby stepping it is not a terrible thing as long as you are, um, as long as that's a pace that the Lord has you walking at. And when he tells you to take a big old leap of faith, you do it. But when he says, just baby step through this one, Walk with him and you'll get there. You'll get where he exactly where he wants you to go right on time when you're walking with him. So we we need to hold firmly to what we believe. That's one of the things our passage says. It says, um, hold firmly or take a tight grip, depending on the version you read it in. Take a tight grip on what you believe. Okay, so firmly. Not hold on to something loosely. Not hold on to something temporarily. Don't hold on with shaky hands and a doubt-filled heart. That's not what it means to hold firmly to what we believe. We need to take a firm grip. And that, I think Hebrews 12.12 tells us to take a firm grip. Take a firm grip, grab hold of it, and absolutely refuse to let go. These promises, these promises in the Word of God, and there are lots of different numbers. Some people say about 2,900 promises. The highest number I've seen is almost 9,000. I'm just going to say there probably are 9,000 right? Let's just go with that. I'm going to err on the high end and say that's an amazing amount of promises that God has given us in his word. These promises are, they're like oxygen. They're exactly like oxygen. We cannot, we cannot survive without them. So we need to treat them like oxygen. We need to behave like we can't live without them because we can't. They're our spiritual oxygen. Don't be quick. Don't ever be quick to let go of the most important truths in your life. Don't be quick to let those go. Hold on to those tightly. Take a firm grip. Okay, so God God uh, gets us. That's a beautiful thing that we can take away from this passage in Hebrews. Jesus understands us. God gets us. He actually really truly gets us. He gets me and he gets you and he offers continual help. And he does it with this heart of compassion. It's just amazing. The help that he has for us is the kind of help that is really actually going to help us, right? I mean, you know how it is when somebody offers to help you out with something, right? But they never show up in a really meaningful way. They might show up and I'm, they might be around, um, but you know, it's like that you get that crew together and people have to work on this project and you kind of go, oh, uh, we have uh, Sal. Sal is on our team. Oh man, Sal's going to walk around with a broom all day long talking to everybody in the room and he's never going to sweep a single thing and then I'm going to have to go get the broom from Sal and take it away. And then at the end, Sal's going to want us all to thank him for all his hard work. You know, I mean, there, and I don't actually know anybody named Sal. I just made that up. So I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody in specific, but um, you know how that is when somebody offers to help and they kind of show up, but they don't show up in a way that's meaningful. They didn't really help you. So God's help is not like that at all. God's help is actually beneficial to us. It's beneficial. When we receive his help, we benefit from it. Sometimes we don't want to ask for it, but today's verses in Hebrews 
are a great challenge for us. We need to get busy and we need to ask for his help. Not only that, we need to ask boldly, boldly, boldly. That's a big one. Um, and that's Hebrews is not the only place where this is mentioned. It's in, in Galatians and other places. Um, and you could look at Luke chapter 11 and some of Luke 18 and get an idea of how the Lord calls us to come to him with boldness, uh, to, with um, importunity which is, look it up, that's an amazing word when you think about, if I have a child who is who is behaving it really aggressively and pushy toward me with such a high level of expectation, I'm probably not going to do real well with that, but God calls us to come to him in prayer that way, so it's pretty cool. We need to be bold in our prayer because the Lord told us to be bold. So look, God totally understands our weaknesses, and um, gosh, you know, when I, if I'm honest, I would say that is a refreshing change from pretty much every other area of my life where my weaknesses and my flaws are like not really understood, not understood. He understands. He gets me. He knows what things make me tick. He knows what things set me off. He knows what things are uh, the biggest hurdles for me. And they're not the same things that tick you off, that make you work, that encourage you, that bless you. My hurdles are not your hurdles. It's it's a tremendous gift to have such a personal God that we are going to with our needs in our time of need, knowing that he's going to give us mercy and grace exactly when we need it and the measure that we need it. He understands our flaws. That's really a comforting thing. We don't need to try to hide them. We should go to him knowing he totally gets us. Religion cannot offer that to you. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. And not only does he offer it to you, he big time, capital B, capital T, big time delivers on that offer. Like, I mean, he's not just offering acceptance. He delivers on the acceptance. Jesus always makes good. Jesus always makes good. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know. Something might be wrong with you. I mean, Jesus always makes good. That's amazing. And we have got to remember that like on the daily, on the daily. I'm really optimistic that via this podcast, it's kind of like we're going to be like a group project. We're going to be working together to make your relationship and my relationship with Jesus the most doable and the most beneficial relationship in your life, because it is a relationship. He's a living God and he's a personal God. And what he wants most is a relationship with you. So I want you to benefit from it. It should be your most beneficial relationship. That's not, that's not, um, dishonoring to God. I'm not behaving as if I don't understand his holiness when I say God wants me to benefit from my relationship with him. That's just the truth. He wants me to benefit from it. And he also wants me to know it's doable. There are no impossible hurdles for me to get over. Jesus took care of all of the impossible hurdles. They're done. One and done, baby. It's finished. Uh, The veil was torn from top to bottom. You can walk right in. It expects you to walk right into the Holy of Holies. It's a doable relationship because Jesus did all um, all the heavy lifting. Like You might be skipping out on your relationship with Jesus basically because you don't feel like you can keep up your end of the deal. But what's really beautiful and profound is that he's going to keep up your end and his end. He's got it. The whole thing is going to remain up and running because Jesus makes it doable. It's doable and beneficial because of Jesus. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. The fact is that, you know, Jesus faced all the things that we face and he didn't ever stumble into sin. So 
to me, like if you want to really boil that down to a really basic kind of terminology that resonates with um, with me today, that gives him legit street creds, right? I mean, it's legitimate, legit street creds. He's dealt with everything I will deal with, all of the emotions involved in it, all of the thoughts involved with it, the whole shebang, the pains, the ups and downs of life, all of it. And he's got street creds and he's legit. This is the one that you want in your corner as you navigate life. You don't, you don't want somebody who has no street cred saying he's going to be the one to cover you and protect you and take care of you. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. If you're, if you're living in a rough neighborhood, you need the roughest, toughest bad boy who's been there, done that as you're covering in your protection. And you've got that. He's lived through it. He's got legit street creds and he is in your corner. He's the one you want in your corner. I, again, that's like the definition of big time, capital B, capital T. So, okay, so we've got Hebrews 4, verse 16, right? That's about halfway through the little passage we're looking at. And it starts there with the word, so. So the prior things that you just read are the reason that the word so is placed right there at that point in the passage. So, so we need to come boldly to the throne of our father. And it's not just called his throne here. It's called his gracious throne. That's like a whoop, whoop, his gracious throne. Think about that. Think about that. Think about a king who describes his throne as gracious. That's profound. That's profound. That's something to get excited about. There is so much grace placed all over this passage. It's just like there's grace everywhere. It's all grace, grace, grace. And every single bit of all that grace is for you. It's completely yours. It's yours. You, you have a gracious God and he totally gets you. He totally understands you. All he's asking you to do right now is one thing. He just wants you to hold firmly to what you believe. Hold firmly to what you believe. So like, can you think you can do that today? I mean, yeah, you could do that today. You can hold firmly to what you believe. Just hold firmly to your belief in Jesus. Your belief that he is exactly who he says he is. And that he's going to do in your life exactly what his word says that he would do. Can you do, can you grab a hold of that? Can you live that today? Hold on and don't let go. Okay. So there's, there's more. I mean, think about that. There's more, there's more than enough grace for you. No matter what, no matter what, wherever you find yourself in life at this moment in time, there really is so much grace. It's like ample. There's ample grace for you right here. Remember these, this passage is for the right now. Don't let it be for later. Don't, don't think like that. Don't think, yeah, I know it's true and I know it's true for me, but it's true for me around the corner. No, it's true for you right now. There's ample grace for you right now. So just, just run, you know, run to him, run boldly to that throne of grace where there's just grace everywhere all over this passage. And right there in the midst of all of God's grace, that's where you're going to find all the mercy that you need for your right now. Because you need mercy too. And that's where you find it. You have to enter into the throne room boldly. You have to kind of just wallow in that grace. And then boom, that's where the mercy is for your right now. For your current circumstances, the mercy that you need is totally available when you go to God's gracious throne in his glorious throne room and receive his grace. There's your mercy and do it with boldness because you're allowed to be there. You were bought with a price. You're his prized possession. You're allowed to be there. There is like the promise here is so massive. It's profound. It's huge. 
Um, when I am reading my Bible, um, pretty much whatever translation, I mean, Amplified Christian Standard, the ESV, the NLT, NIV, um, the King James, New King James, whatever version I'm reading, I when I find a promise from God, and particularly when I see the words will or all in a promise from God, like where God says he will do something, I underline it, but I don't underline it once. I underline it twice. I always double underscore, double underline will. And then I like to read it out loud. I'm not always in a place where I can read it out loud. Um, Sometimes I whisper it a little bit under my breath, but the word of God is meant to be spoken with, um, with power because it is the living word and it is powerful and effective and it accomplishes exactly what God sends it forth to accomplish. So when we speak his word, we need to speak it appropriately, right? And so I'm going to read the last little part of this passage as if I were in my Bible and I'd underlined will two times, double underlined it. Um, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's for you today. When you go today to the throne of your gracious God, When you boldly go there, you will, you will receive his mercy and you will find grace to help you exactly when and where you need it most. That's a promise. That's a promise. I hope you will start underlining and highlighting and marking God's promises when you find them in the word of God. Uh, Make them your own because they're yours. They're there for you. They're not there for God. He knows exactly who he is. There's not a doubt in his mind as to what he will accomplish. Every word of God will prove true. Absolutely true. Those promises are there for you, so believe them. And part of believing them, what will help you believe them, is make them your own. Own them. Underline them. Highlight them. Circle them. Copy them in a journal. Put it on your bathroom mirror with a post-it note. Speak it out loud. Own them because they're there for you. And in that very last little part of verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 4, the promise is that we will, remember, underline that word will a couple of times, we will find grace to help us where we need it most. So that's kind of the whole reason that there is a podcast called The Burt Not Ernie Show. It's here for one singular reason, to get the promises of God into the people of God. That's it. That's the whole reason this thing exists. And it starts right here, right now, today for you. Grab hold of this and do not let go. All right. I will see you next time. I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Um, And uh, hey, you know what? Lord bless you. I'm praying for you. Have an absolutely blessed and fantastic day. And I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.